Hey guys, it's Rihanna. Welcome back to OK So We Were Grown, your favorite podcast to sip some wine to. Hey Chantel. Hey Marie, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm great. The weather is nice. I had a coffee outside today. I feel fantastic. Oh. I literally oh. feel so good today. Is it nice outside? I haven't gone outside yet. I don't know. There's something about when the sun starts to come out. It just, whew, it hits different. I'm like ready to just, I don't know, be outside even though we can't go anywhere, but still. Feeling good. <laughs> Feeling good. Like me yesterday, I was driving home from work and I finished work at seven and it was still bright outside. And I was like, okay, I'm motivated. I dropped my bags off and stuff. I was like, okay, dog, let's go for a walk. Right. Anytime I'm sad and like I, I see the weather changing, I'm like, okay, this needs to stop immediately. And like I automatically just like reroute my whole mood, my whole closet, everything changes and it just exudes happiness. So yeah, I'm so great. I literally, I feel that. Well, damn, okay. Well, I'm going to enjoy the, the sun right after this. So I can't Honestly. wait for that. Exactly. Ew, you know. Feeling good. Feeling good. Are you feeling good? Wellness check. Let me check in with you. Wellness check. Okay. Yes. I was like, say it. Say those magic words. <laughs> um, I'm feeling really good, actually. I'm in a really, really good place right now. Not stressed at all, which is, you know, my preferred Amazing. mode. Right. <laughs> Literally. That, that's just all I'm thankful for. Not stressed right now. Everything's happy. Oh, my God. I finally got booked in for my vaccine appointment. That's exciting. I'm that's so really excited. Exciting. So I got an appointment for me and Tristan. And I am so, 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 so excited. So fingers crossed that goes in on time. Honestly, I'm trying to live my best life this summer or this fall. Like, hello, I need everyone to get in line. Thank you. I need everyone to get in line. Listen, I'm tired. I'm over it. And um, so let's, speaking of our best (laughs) life. On that tangent. (laughs) Right. Um, What was I going to say? Speaking of our best life, we usually always talk about things we've accomplished. We talk about the good goods. But mm-hmm. today we're gonna talk about some of our failures and when things didn't work out. So, little little switcheroo on on everybody. And I think like especially in like the generation of social media that we're on right now, where oh, everyone's yeah. just showing their wins always, and it just makes you feel like, man, am I never winning? Like, yeah. I check this person's social media and they're always winning. They're always doing this. And mm-hmm. I think the way we can get real with you guys to show is that like we've had so many failures and so many things that didn't go right. Oh my gosh, be that from like school to like projects to relationships (laughs) to friendships, like so many things that didn't go right. Yeah, honestly. And um, speaking on social media, on social media, I love me a vulnerable post. I love an honest post. Um, I have this friend, her name's Crystal, shout out to her. And she has been killing it with like work and school. And one of my favorite posts she made was when she didn't get into law school. And she was really open. She was vulnerable. She was sad. But like she came and she spoke her truth and she talked that talk just like she does with all her successes. And I love that so much. I love that because it's like, it shows that you're a person. But honestly, it's like, but people like, people also like to see like people do bad, which is really (laughs) salty. Yeah. That's terrible. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But like, um, I think it's, it's nice to get vulnerable in some things, but also with this note, like with us saying this doesn't mean you have to like expose all the times you've done messed up in your life like right. there's some things you can keep personal and if you want to post just the wins that's you too so don't feel bad yeah. about that but right but we, you keep it, yeah but we, we know if we want to create like a genuine connection with y'all we got to show y'all that it's not always sunshine and rainbows right so um <laughs> first stop on our failure uh, trip is youtube so re when did when did you make your youtube channel i feel like it was around the same time as me and I think that's the mm-hmm. reason we became friends, even though we were already working together. We like 
connected kind of over the fact that like we were both making YouTube videos. No, it's yeah. Okay. Here's the thing is, okay. So the reason why I actually started my YouTube channel is because of you, which is really funny. Shut up. So I've always had a YouTube channel. Like, um, if you check back, well, no one can check it besides me, but my YouTube (laughs) channel was made December 23rd. 2007 or 2006 like literally when youtube was like a baby because youtube was in like 2005 yeah i've had a channel forever and i'd post like cute little funny videos every now and then like i'd post like my cat or something happened at school i'd post it on youtube and they would actually get views like back in the day like they were actually getting views they're all deleted now because they're embarrassing because there's literally like what like a 10 year old filming stuff but um or 12 year old but, um, so I've always had a channel. I've always watched YouTubers. Like that was one thing I did. I didn't really watch TV much when I was younger, but I did watch a lot of YouTubers and I was always like, oh my God, I could do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And I remember once on Facebook, you posted a link and you got, you were like, oh my God, guys, I made my YouTube channel. Follow me. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I work with her. She's doing it. I should just do it. That was the reason why I started like actually recording like things I want to see, like makeup tutorials oh. like my everyday makeup routine like that's the reason why i started recording because i saw you did it i was like well she did oh, it i can do it i love that oh my gosh i didn't even know that that's crazy because <laughs> i just remember we had a conversation and i was like yeah girl go for it yeah yeah i kind of remember now yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I don't that's know crazy. i am um, with youtube i had been watching like beauty videos forever and i remember um when i was in the 12th grade i really wanted to take um a year break and like really try YouTube out because I'd been filming like videos here and there and not being consistent. And I was like, I really want to take a year off and like give it a go. And my parents were like, absolutely not. You're <laughs> not about to take a year off of school because then you'll never go back, um, which is what happened with my sister. But I was like, we're not the same. I'm not her. But anyways, needless to say, I didn't get to take the year off. Um, but I really wanted to. Um, and it's so funny. I had videos up before. Um, and I had this one makeup tutorial where I was like doing Nicki Minaj starship inspired makeup, bruh, the way that I got roasted online. (laughs) Oh no. Oh my God. I put the video up and I think I got four comments and I woke up the next morning. I was like, oh my God, four comments. I was getting dragged. No. Not through the mud. Dragged. I deleted them so quickly. (laughs) And for the first little bit, it was a series of me uploading them being like, this is really bad quality. And then deleting. Um, and I was filming on my uh, laptop webcam. It was just a mess. Um, but then I got my camera. Um, and then I started filming like better quality videos and leaving them up and trying to be consistent while going through school. But like, I don't know. I just never could get it on a consistency wave. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That is so funny that you got... Okay, the fir- now it makes me think. The first time I ever got roasted was I got matched for a foundation. It was, yeah. oh my God, the NARS All Day Luminous Foundation. Bro, you remember that video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh I got matched for that foundation. It's really funny now because obviously now working in makeup, when I match people that foundation, I get like like triggered in my soul. Triggered. Child, when I tell you that foundation was 50 shades of gray on me... <laughs> And then I'm in the video being like, because like first when it, before you mix it up, it looks like marble cheese because like all the Shut colors up. all mixed up and it doesn't, they're not, they're not together. Like they're just oh all God. separate. And I was like, okay, guys, let me just mix this up. And in the video, just me looking stupid. And I'm like applying it. And in my, as I'm recording it, I'm looking like my little screen. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't look too bad. Yeah. In the post process, girl, Bleh. I was putting chalk on my face 
And I'm editing the video to make it funny because at this point I knew it was bad. So I'm editing, I'm adding like funny emojis on the video to make fun of myself. And people aren't getting the note. People aren't getting the fact that I'm making fun of myself and knowing that it's gray. Like, and you people, know, I know. And people are going off on me. They're like, girl, I don't think that's your shade. I'm like, did y'all not watch the video? First of all, mind your business. That's, <laughs> that's step number one. Mind your business. First of all, mind the business that minds you. For right, one. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Second of all, buy me a new foundation if it's triggering you so much, right? People went off on me. And that video is still up. And people still watch it. And people are still like, that's not your foundation color. And I'm like, I know. You're like, first of all, I put that video up how many years ago? Second of all, I am a makeup artiste now. Like, I know. <laughs> first of all, I would never yeah. pick that shade out for me. Strictly humor, right. So failures, um, even when I was being like consistent with it, people were still lighting my ass up. So, <laughs> Oh my <laughs> God, talk about... Um, the it cosmetics uh competition that you like were a finalist in because i loved that and i thought that like this is such a moment for me i was like my girlfriend about to be famous we have a couple collabs out so i'm gonna be famous by association tell them about that competition oh my gosh so yeah see it cosmetics um it girl contest i was actually something that you hooked me up with eh? yeah. like <laughs> my girl been the plug right <laughs> she been the plug <laughs> That was, like, before It Cosmetics even came to Canada. Like, it felt so exclusive because I didn't really know much about the brand. I was Mm -hmm. like, can we do this? And the way I saw that was really just, like, a fun artistic thing because I think the question was really general. It was, like, what makes you feel beautiful or something like that? Yeah. It Like, the question was so generic. So I was like, oh, my God, let's do a fun, cute video. Yeah. And at that point, like, I've been – I've always been really into, like, photography and videography ever since I was a little girl. Mm Mm-hmm. My dad's really into videography. Like, um, my mom always tells me the story, like, when she was giving birth to me, like, my grandma was there holding her hand and my dad was just, like, recording the entire thing. So, like, I think I get, like, my camera technology videoing bug from my dad because he's always been that type of person. So, when YouTube came around, I was like, this is my thing. Like, I love this. It's, like, a good way to express myself because I can't draw. So, I was like, this is a good way to be artistic and creative. Yeah. So, I took that video and ran. I was like, Tristan, we're going to go to the lake. And he filmed oh, me at the lake with these I different, like, I still have the video. The video, I still, I love that video still. It's so cute. I did, like, a really, like, moody, like, voiceover. And, like, I remember. And the like, I even watched the video after this because, like, that video was so cheesy. <laughs> but literally, though, so that competition really just brought out a part of me that was like, oh, my God, I guess I really do like YouTube. I guess this is really what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And um, luckily, I made, like, the top 15, so, um, of the competition out yeah. of, like, all the people that went in. Well, I did the top 30, and then I made the top 15. Mm-hmm. And they sent me all this makeup. Like, I remember feeling like I, I was, like, I'm a YouTuber. You're an influencer they sent me this, now. <laughs> I was an influencer, period. They sent me this giant PR box. Like, giant, like, big, like, like, you can't see my hands, but it was giant. And it had, like, every single color of their foundation, every single color of their concealer, all these palettes, all their, I still have the brushes. Like their brush, oh. like their blush brush. I still use that to this day. That blush brush slaps. Yeah. Um, well, their brushes are amazing. No, don't stop. Don't <laughs> no, but literally if you need a good brush, it cosmetic brushes are amazing. They're okay, really, good. really nice. Um, even now I sell them now because they're bomb. <laughs> but, um, even years later, they were still sending me PR and I was like, y'all forgot that. Like, I don't, I don't do anything no more, but thank you. Um, but yeah, like that was like, one of my successes through all my failures that I really thought I should have held on to. And I didn't clearly because I'm not a famous YouTuber in LA. So I played myself, but just that vibe of making content, but don't want to spoil the ending of the story, but that Mm -hmm. does come back into play later and how it kind of shaped me into the person I am today. Mm -hmm. But Chantel, Mm -hmm. tell the people about your success through your failure with YouTube. 
Um, okay. So first of all, first of all, um, so when I did take YouTube seriously, um, I was filming, I was uploading very often. I would say once a week. Um, and that was when school was not very busy. I think it was maybe my second year, the beginning of my second year. Um, I wasn't taking a heavy course load just because I didn't think that I could handle it. Um, and I don't know, I was just always on the platform and it's just so much easier to be engaged when you're like actually active on a platform and like inspired, um, and I wasn't using Instagram so heavy. It was literally just YouTube that I was watching all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then It's My Ray Ray was one of my favorite YouTubers. Uh, and I think she had a competition um, or like a challenge where we do our own neutral makeup look. We tag her or comment on her video or something like that. And she just reshares her favorite looks. And she reshared one of my looks. And I woke up the next morning. And I was like, wait, why do I have so many new subscribers? And then I realized people were like, oh, here from It's My Ray Ray's page. And I was like, huh I, I remember like, that but yeah that really helped with like my following helped boost my following a lot and then I think I eventually got up to maybe like 3,000 mm-hmm. ish followers which was lit um but then I wasn't consistent so <laughs> so wah, wah, wah. but um it was still a nice way to like gain momentum and I I was really excited so I was filming more I was yeah I was putting so much effort and energy into it um but yeah the, the momentum I remember seeing that I remember seeing because I remember because like it was like a thing where she would do this like tag I, like she'd make like a compilation of all the videos of people yeah and um I remember watching her video that night and then going to the end like I, I because at that point I wasn't watching her whole videos so I, was like, I just want to see who she featured yeah and then I remember seeing you and like screaming she had like just uploaded the video and I messaged was like Shanta <laughs> she put you on the video like, but then huh? you were sleeping or so you didn't wake up you didn't get into the next morning right and i was like she'll tell you on the video oh my god like, i caught it the next morning <laughs> it was crazy i was like that is so amazing and yeah you blew up i remember that I blew up it was you so nice it was so nice and now i think that like maybe if i wasn't in school and we'll talk about that failure as well maybe if i mm. wasn't in school and i had time to like record um and upload twice a week you know maybe like tuesdays and thursdays or whatever that it could have mm-hmm. gone differently but like Say la vie. Say la vie. Things happen for a reason. And also, being like a black girl on YouTube, I think it's hard just for the simple fact that, like, my hair don't look cute every day. Like, I can't just throw messy buns aren't cute on Mm me. You know what I mean? You can't just get up and go, wash and go, but not really. No, um, like yeah. there's a whole process to doing YouTube where you have to be presentable. Yeah. And 100%. it was just, it's just too much work, especially when your hair and everything is just so high maintenance, unless you just mm-hmm. like wear wigs every day, I guess. Yeah. But like, damn, even so I got, I got to glue down the wig. I got to, <laughs> it mm-hmm. was just, that was like the main thing that was stopping me back. And that was a main reason for my failures, I would yeah. say, is that I didn't have the energy to put into looking nice for videos. And I guess that's why podcasting is so cool because I don't have to look nice. I love it's like podcasting is so similar to what we were doing on YouTube, but literally without the, the visuals and feeling like you got to slap on some lashes and like, you know, I like, yeah, like I can just like bloop, bloop, record and go. (laughs) But yeah, YouTube had a lot of failures, but a lot of successes. Like I grew so much from that on the coming for that. I hope not. <laughs> but yeah, like honestly, even through all the failures of YouTube, it definitely taught me a lot about myself. A lot mm-hmm. about like, especially now working in an online environment with like yeah. school and stuff like that and going forward, a lot of my stuff is going to be online. Yep. I'm very comfortable behind cameras. I'm very comfortable speaking in front of people. And I really like think YouTube played a big part in that because yeah. I spent so much time talking to myself to a camera 
editing myself, hearing my voice, yeah. seeing like um, I took photography courses, like knowing lighting and knowing composition and all that kind of stuff. Everything it really helped me into like the content creator I am today. For sure. I so like that. even though it didn't work out, it worked out. I gotta 100%. say. And I would say that YouTube really helped me like be aware of my mannerisms. So like mm-hmm. even when I'm presenting in class, my teachers always say like you're such a great public speaker. You're such a great, like your posture, the way you move your hands, the way you enunciate words. And I was like, it's literally like years and years of talking to myself in front of a camera. Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, so it a hundred percent gave me that like confidence and people see it. So all good, all good. And also since we immersed ourselves a lot into watching YouTube too, it wasn't like, um, it wasn't completely like a production, like watching a TV show where it's very yeah. fake and you know it's acting. Yeah. Like you were watching real people do stuff and you'd watch a video and be like, mm, I don't like how she keeps looking at her viewfinder. Or yeah, they keep, like, yeah. Also, they call it a viewfinder. It's not a viewfinder. They keep looking at their screen. Yeah. The screen. <laughs> They're like, why do they keep looking? Like, I hate that they look at their screen. So like when you would do videos or you would do presentations, you knew where to look. Yeah. You knew where, like, there's so many things that like YouTube taught us that like. 100%. It transferred into other ways of our life. So was it a failure? I don't know. Well, I'm not a millionaire. So yes, it was a failure. But <laughs> but for a purpose. For, yeah. For a higher purpose. For growth. Right. Failure for growth. Yes. Hashtag failure growth. for growth. Got it. Oh my Got God. It. Failure for growth. <laughs> Name of the episode. Love that. Um, okay. So YouTube, let's, let's hop back on our failure plane and head over to our next destination, which is school. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I can think of one specifically. Um, I was in my second year of psychology, my bachelor's, and we had to do stats. I am not a fan of math. I am not big on numbers. And so I was really nervous going in, and I had a teacher that was um, – she was Russian, and she had a really heavy accent. Um, and for this specific course, she used her own textbook. So she understood her own textbook very well. But I think mm-hmm. a lot of us were like, we don't know what's going on. We don't feel like this is explained very well. And um, I just couldn't understand her accent. Um, it was it was really thick. And so that was the first time that I um, I did a midterm. And I think I got a 49. Mm-hmm. When I got my mark back, I was like shook. I dragged. My heart dropped. And um, I didn't actually fail the course because I did not complete it. I dropped the course because I'm, I'm like, dead. you're like, I'm, I'm not like, gonna let you guys fail me. Yeah. I'm like, there's just no way that I'm going to waste all this money and then have to redo the entire course. And I don't feel like I'm learning. And so I dropped the course. I ended up going to summer school. But when I did redo the course, I think I got a 76, but I was with a completely different teacher, completely mm-hmm. different textbook. Um, but yeah, that was just one of the failures where like, I acknowledge that if I continued on this path, that it, it wasn't going to end well for me. So I, I nipped it in the bud um, so I didn't have to waste thousands of dollars uh, redoing uh, completely, of course. So, I don't know. Oh, my God. I feel that. Oh, Ooh. my God. Stats. Yeah. Um, university really taught me that, like, you really have to do work. Before that, school came really easy to me. It, yeah. it, it just, I didn't have to do much to do really well in school. Mm-hmm. So I kind of kept that same attitude going to university. And I feel like that's a lot of people say that. They always like, oh, I thought high school was so easy. I thought university was safe. It is yeah. completely different. So different. And honestly, I blame our schools for not prepping us enough, to be quite honest, because 100%. there's no reason why the jump shouldn't should have been that intense. It was a wild. Like, it wasn't a jump. They threw us. They threw like, us. Over a bridge. Like, oh my gosh. Thrown in. And you're given the same. Even though they tell you it's going to be different. It's going to be different. It's like, well, how? Ow, don't tell right? me. It's different. Show me. <laughs> right. Show me. Like, make my last semester of high school different. Yeah. That's more similar to university or college. So then yeah. you're ready. So, girl, I failed my first course, first year, first semester of 
um, university. Whoa, what a way to get started. What a way to what a boost way to your get confidence. <laughs> Failed it. Oh my Failed God. it. What, like, um, what class was it? Or what course was it? Um, oh my God, it was Gen Chem. I failed Gen Chem. I was Uh -uh. so embarrassed, but also because I didn't try. I didn't show up to the classes and part of your mark was participation. Yeah. Um, What else? I I didn't do the online. I don't know who the heck I thought I was. I I don't know what I was doing that I wasn't doing my work. (laughs) I just felt like I knew so much with Chem. I'm like, I don't need to do this. I I can just do the exams and be fine. Psych. I was wrong. I was incorrect. Incorrect. Wrong answer. Incorrect. But it was nice about failing such a big course like that, like Gen Chem, because since my program was smaller and you knew everyone in your courses, Mm -hmm. failing Gen Chem, there's people in like biomed, there's people in basic science, people in forensic science, people in all Mm -hmm. different courses were in my, in Gen Chem. So I didn't look like a failure when I took it again because no one knew what course I was in. (laughs) No one knew me. Because it was an auditorium of 500 people. So it was a big old class. University class sizes were actually wild. Wild. now that I'm in college, now that I've completed college, you know, um, I, I was like, university was really, really like crazy. There's no way that anyone could get individual help because your profs would not remember you. Like imagine having At three all. different classes each day of like 500 plus students. You would never know who you were talking to. University really was like my first taste of failure and it knocked Whoa. me off my high horse for sure. Yeah, no, I feel that. And honestly, like in high school, my grades are mad high too. Mm-hmm. And so even in elementary school, like honor roll this, honor roll that, like, and then I remember one of my teachers specifically said to me, oh, just so you guys know, like you can, she wasn't talking to me actually. She was like, university is so different. Like you can't do the bare minimum and expect to get great grades. And I was like, okay, if it's so different, tell me, tell us what it's like. Like, don't just say it's so different. What is it like? Like actually prep us. And I don't feel like they prepared us at all. Like, not I just thought they were just trying to like tease us and not tease us, but like scare us yeah. into being better students. I was like, you know, I'm a good student. I'm not, don't, you can't scare me. Psych. Yeah. Psych. Psych. <laughs> I think I had a mental breakdown. No, I did. I know I did. Um, my first week of university, just because it was so the big. Week. I didn't go to Frosh, which I should have, but I don't know. I just yeah. didn't. Um, I got lost. Uh, I showed up to school two hours before my class was supposed to start because I get really anxious and nervous. Got lost. Um, had to ask for directions. Just going to the bookstore to try and find all my books. It was so overwhelming. I cry. Oh, yeah. I went to Frosh. I was talking about my Frosh actually yesterday. Oh. Um, my school calls it 101 week. 101 week. Why? Bro. Because I guess it has to be like bilingual. So instead of like... I don't know. I guess they're like week 101. Yeah. It's easier to like translate it back and forth. Then frosh. Like what is that then even? <laughs> but because I went to school in Ottawa and I was 18, like that's normally the age, like you go to university in Canada. Yeah. So you can be like 17 or 18, but I was 18. Right. Mm. So um, in Canada, the legal ages of drinking is 19. However, in Quebec, which is the bordering province, the legal yeah. age for drinking is 18. Mm. So our frosh like things were all held over in Hull, Gatineau, Quebec. And if you guys been to Hull, if anyone in the listening to this has been to Hull, you know how Rache Hall is. You know it is it, it is so bad. But we were 18. We've never been out to clubs. We've never been out drinking. We were like, this is gonna be so great. Yeah. So my first 101 week event was like on like a yacht. And it was so cool. We're your yacht in the Quebec Harbor. We're all just getting lit on this boat. And then the second day was like a foam party at like a, a wooden cabin in Hull, Quebec. And we were get that was the first first and last time I ever had a Jagger bomb. Oh. I think that was a failure itself because I thought I was gonna die. I uh, thought you death. <laughs> oh, <laughs> death my god. Was gonna oh god. But oh my god, university was so fun. Like if I can go back, oh, I would do it all over again and do it like times ten. Yeah, I think so. I, I agree. I think that I one of the things that I regret, I guess, is um 
not maximizing my university experience and not going out more. And mm-hmm. I know I understand I was studying hard. <laughs> I was working. I was, you know, trying to focus, but I really wish that I went to more events. Um, I guess so I could yeah. go back. I would go to less events. I went out, I went out, like I was going out like Tuesday night was like wing nights. We'd go out every Tuesday. Oh. Thursday night had a certain type of night. We went on Thursdays and every Friday, Saturday and, and all, no, not Sundays, no, not Sundays, but every Friday and Saturday I would go out. I was out every weekend. I love that. Oh my god. It was lit. And I lived right in the downtown area. So like it was a quick Uber home. And that was back when Uber was cheap. Uber's not cheap no more. You get like a three dollar Uber. Oh my god. Remember that? Remember that? Yeah. They would have promos and be like, oh, seven dollars off or if when you used to be able to share your rides, imagine COVID. Oh my gosh. Not a thing anymore. Actually, my first year of university, Uber didn't exist. Yeah. It wasn't a thing yet. And also in Ottawa, there's only like a limited amount of taxis. So you would yeah. call for a taxi. And if you knew you were going out at nine o'clock, you had to call for a taxi at like five o'clock and book it because there's only a certain amount of taxis in Ottawa. Yeah. And there were times we wanted to go to the club and we couldn't go because we couldn't get a taxi. Like they're like the wait time for a taxi is two hours. Huh? It was, it was ridiculous. And then Uber came and then you couldn't catch me at home. Right. I was everywhere. Oh my God. This is such a, I feel like we're... <laughs> We're so <laughs> But I remember when Uber first came out, I was so skeptical because I'm like, am I going to get oh my kidnapped? God, like, how mm-hmm. is this going to work? My parents were like, don't do it. I'm like, girl, I'm not going to do it. I'm just thinking about it. But then, <laughs> once I'm I, started, dead. I started using I it. And I, right. You could not catch me. <laughs> not you could, you could not catch me at home after Uber came out. I was like, I'm on it. I'm outside. I'm, I'm going outside. out. Right. I'm going out. Oh my god. Throw it back. Oh my goodness. Oh god. But back on the failures in school, (laughs) did you apply to anything like post-school that you didn't get into or anything or anything else in school? Because I have (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, here's my thing. And this I guess this is a failure uh, in its own. Um, so post-school, I thought that, and this is what they presented to me in my high school. I thought that when I was done university that I have a bachelor's, I automatically would be able to get like some starter job while I decided, you know, whether I was going to take my master's or whatever, but it was so hard to find a job and everything was so competitive. And so I applied to many jobs and did not get accepted to any of them. So that was a failure. Um, And I think that my, my parents put so much pressure on me, my mom specifically, because she works for the city. She did work for the city. And when she was in school, she actually didn't go to school. She volunteered and then got a job, a big job. But she just thought that the process was going to be easy like it was for her 25 years ago. And I had to explain to her that things have changed. Times have changed. You can't just volunteer and get a full-time job for the city. Like you need a a master's or something like that now for Mm -hmm. most jobs. So I guess my failure was like constantly applying to places, um, knowing that I had what they were looking for but just not getting it because there were so many people that were overqualified that were probably applying as well. Um, But I can say that like through that, I did have some personal time to, you know, do a little bit of YouTube to get creative, to work, you know, to save. I had Soraya, which was like a big motivating factor for me to go back to school. Um, And I took PR, uh, comms. And so a lot of the things that I learned in psychology were like directly applied to comms and marketing and so my degree came in so handy even for the job Mm. that I work now and so failure that translated to a win 100% so period Mm -hmm. 
I love that. Yeah. You're good. Right. I'm no, that's good. so true though. It's 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 so it's amazing when like things come full circle like yes, that. Yes, full circle moment. So so good. Failure, but not really. Right? Yeah. Um you? oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> for me, um, I think I talked about this in like the first episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like my first um come to failure moment was also my first tip for anyone listening who has plans in life and they're if they're set on something lord i know it's good to be set on something and be like this is what i'm doing no no regardless of anything i'm set on this i'm doing this yeah but have a plan b just in case not even like it's like it can doesn't even be like a fully realized plan b but just have something that's in the background as a plan b because for example for me my final year of university, I'm busting tail. I'm trying to get my good grades so I can get in to chiropractic college because, as I said before uh, in the previous episodes, I wanted to be a chiropractor so bad. That was my only step. I couldn't imagine myself doing anything besides chiropractic. I was yeah. so set on it. Right? So my final year, I'm doing the online interviews and all this stuff. I paid – it's $500 to apply, by the way. So I put this $500 down. That's I think another crazy. $75 for the interviews and all this kind of stuff. It was a lot of money. Oh my god! Take this in, right? So the year I applied, the email I got, um, well, the my unacceptance email I got <sighs> was how that year was the most competitive year they had to date. Oh. Um, it said it had over like eight hundred something applicants, like something Damn. ridiculous. And the school only takes in it's either one hundred fifty two students a year or <gasps> two hundred fifty two students. Oh my gosh! So those are numbers. Either they're they're not even half of eight hundred people essentially. That's crazy. <laughs> And what they did, they p- applied like a census of all the people that applied. So 75% of people that did get in already had their PhDs. Oh my gosh. 75% had their PhDs. I mean. Oh. So I'm applying here with my undergrad. Right. I have very limited volunteer experience. I don't have anything crazy that happened to me in my life. Like I was rescued from a fire when I was four years old. Because you have to tell stories about yourself. There's nothing interesting about my life enough that would like set me apart from any other resume. I have just a name on a paper. So yeah, I didn't get in. I didn't have a second choice of anything I wanted to do. So literally I was just like dumbfounded. I was so upset. I really thought like, oh my God, everything I've worked for is completely gone to waste. I tried to get jobs with my degree. I kind of got a job, but then it turned out to be like a fake business. Another story for another time. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) A fake business, bro. Um, uh but like it just didn't work out so yeah then I was like you know what let me follow instead of following what I wanted to do like as like career wise let me start following some of my hobbies so this kind of went back to like YouTube days and I always loved makeup I've always loved beauty so good at it too so oh thank you (laughs) so I applied for Sephora I got in had a really amazing interview um I've still worked with Sephora which is awesome um and yeah I decided to follow my hobbies and said I quickly like grew with the company and raised like my qualifications I'm a certified artist um I can train people on things now like I would have if COVID didn't come I was literally I literally just got um certification to train people and stuff um and all this stuff and like I decided to follow my hobbies and it didn't it worked out in a way because I really liked what I was doing I learned so so much I have such a great close-knit community of people I work with and it kind of relates back to the YouTube stuff because now I sometimes create content for Sephora. Like I've done campaigns for them. I'm, I've done like internal campaigns for them. Like we do like this thing called like, uh, like every store has like meetings, like a yeah. all, all store meeting. Yeah. 
and I created videos for that. So I'm like creating oh. content for my company for them yeah. to show to other people, which yeah. was amazing. I love that. Um, they recently featured like my mom and myself on like their Instagram. Like oh I have so many cool opportunities. I work with so many cool brands I and that. I like all the things I was doing with YouTube, like I think that really prepared me because now like they're like, oh, we need someone to edit this video. Oh, we'll do Rihanna. Oh, we need someone to edit this circle. picture. Oh, we'll pick Rihanna. It literally, it's like, it's so true but like your path it really is marked out and lined out for you from the moment you're born your life is made the way it's supposed to be I know I'm just a firm believer in that because (laughs) there's been so many coincidences in my life where I'm like holy crap if this one thing didn't happen I wouldn't know this other thing no for real like you know the movie like it's like the movie Slumdog Millionaire have you ever watched that oh my god I love that that movie makes me sad but I I, I love that movie but like when you look at his life like he knew all the answers to those questions because of like random things that happen like our lives are so mapped out for us Mm -hmm. and it just gives me the shivers to think that like all the things I thought just now oh right it's crazy to think that all the no's I had were for a reason Mm -hmm. they weren't no's they were either not yet or not this they were always that quote that's a quote we need like, to put that on a on something <laughs> on a t-shirt like, right on a sweater i don't know like I if like you that. ever get those no's like you know that stupid saying where one door closes another door opens it's mm-hmm. so true oh, i'm feeling some type of way right now but yeah like things happen for a reason so if you're out there going through a failure right now and you feel like a failure and you feel like nothing's going right just know you are where you are right now for a reason mm-hmm you're meant to be here like that is that is your it sucks now but you're gonna find your rainbow yeah and honestly enjoy the journey life is a journey and if everything went perfect all the time there would be no story and that would kind of suck too so Mm -hmm. like I remember thinking back to like my first heartbreak and crying to my mom being like I'll never find love again yeah and she's like you know what cried out feel this moment I remember her telling me like feel it but you know you're not gonna feel this way forever yeah I'm a big believer and it's so true yeah Feel the moment. Feel the moment for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when you go through like um, anything hard in your life, say if you go through something hard next week and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this and be like, well, didn't you get through it before? Yeah. You've, you've been do. through stuff before. You've life been through things that you thought goes, you could never get through. Life just goes on. And every day, like when you're going through something, each day that goes on gets easier. And I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. I just breathe, take it day by day. It gets better. And then I've seen a lot of TikToks of girls crying after a breakup. And then it transitions to them like two months later, just like laughing and being like, I literally thought I was going to die. LOL. Like it, mm-hmm. it always gets better. Yeah, for sure. It always looks up. There's always, there, it's always going to come around. Yeah, it's it always, always going up. to, and it may be harder than some. It may take months, it may take years, Yeah. but there's always going to be a brighter side. Exactly. Amazing. I feel like it's a, a great way to close, you know, failures are a part of life, but there is always a brighter side and you're on your own unique journey. Um, yeah, success is on its way to you. Let's, let's failures turn to growth, man. Yes, exactly. They've grown us in the person we are today, mm-hmm. the people you're listening to right now. And because of all the stuff we did, we have such a like a loving, supportive community that loves yeah. to, like you guys are so supportive and we just that. appreciate you so, so, so much. So much. So much. You guys are awesome. But now we're gonna flip the script on y'all. So we're gonna be definitely posting a nice little post for you guys to comment on, or like even if you want to direct message us. Yeah. Let's keep talking. Let's talk about our failures. Let's open yeah. it up. Let's make this not so taboo. Yeah. And maybe in the next episode we can read some uh, y'all y'all's y'all's failures. Yeah, that would be so good because I don't know, it's just so real and raw. And yeah, let's do that. Let's mm-hmm. do that. Head on over to our Instagram at Okay So We're Grown, and you know what's up. We're gonna have it there. We're gonna talk. Keep the conversation going. Mm-hmm. 
all that good stuff. Yeah. So thank you so much for tuning in yet again, and we'll see you next Wednesday. So yeah, until next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Talk soon. <laughs> Bye.